up, everybody? Welcome to Ringmasters Podcast, the finale of Ringmasters Podcast. This is our episode 26 of this year, and this is the final episode for Jameson Galloway and myself. Uh, I'm a little bit sad, uh, a little bit hopeful as we go into uh, payback and uh, start moving towards SummerSlam and the rest of the year. But at the same time, there's a lot to reflect on, man. There is. It uh, Time flies, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like that long ago. It was, uh, what, September when we first started this? Yeah. We were talking about how Finn Balor just got injured when we started. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the coolest things that happened while we did this podcast was the Raw before we did the podcast was the, um, what, Fatal 4-Way for the Universal title? Or the WWE Championship at that point? Yeah, that was the, I think it was the contendership uh, yeah. for it. And, yeah. and Triple H came in and screwed Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. That was the week before we had done this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Man, time time really flies. It doesn't seem like uh, that was that long ago. But, yeah, it's been a good ride. We, we talked about a lot of good stuff on here. Yeah. Uh, we are now past WrestleMania, going towards SummerSlam. Uh, and Jinder Mahal is number one contender. Okay, we take one week yeah. off of this program. And because we we're scheduling things, and Jinder Mahal becomes number one <laughs> contender on SmackDown Live. Can you explain this to me? I can't explain it to you. No, I uh, like you said. So I I, I watched uh, SmackDown actually pretty late. It was at the beginning of this week actually from from SmackDown of last week. And I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> Jinder Mahal is uh, the number one contender. This is uh, this is interesting. But what I don't understand is why are all the top guys battling for the U.S. title belt? And all the mid-tier guys are battling for the WWE Championship. I, I just don't really understand the logic there. It was a bit of confusion on uh, confusion also on SmackDown Live uh, because the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt thing, which has been going on since before we started this, yeah. uh, is not resolved yet. I pray to Jesus I don't have to see it again <laughs> after Sunday. I hope they do the dumbest worst match they possibly can, just so they can't go any lower and then move on. That's what I wanted to see happen because... You're quite the optimist there. Yeah. I mean, man, we watched them crap the bed so many times. All of their big matches when they main evented, uh, what was it? The one pay-per-view? No Mercy. And they bombed it. And then WrestleMania, one of the worst things ever. That's a strong statement. Even Randy Orton thought that the snake accompanying him down the ramp looked like a sperm. <laughs> he has said that on record. He was. I was not the only one to think that. But I hope they get this out of the way. Um, I hope they get some new heels into the uh, top contendership level, because Jinder Mahal, I, I don't, I don't know why. I don't hate, I don't hate him, but he's not great. No, but he's definitely better than he once was. He is, uh, he's absolutely jacked. I mean, he just looks ridiculous. So I, that has something to do with it. You know, Vince loves these guys that are all yoked up. Um, I think they're making a big push in India right now. Um, like press-wise kind of a deal. So that probably has something to do with it. Um, but, hey, good good for Jinder. He's uh, he's in the spotlight. Yeah, and to be fair, he's done fine with the promos they asked him to do. Um, he's already teamed up with his own henchmen, uh, the Singh brothers. But this whole thing just came so far out of nowhere for me. He was, And it wasn't like he's in Sami Zayn's role as a villain or even like it's like he's like Kurt Hawkins level. Like he's an enhancement guy. Mm-hmm. Balor beat him the week before he won contendership. Like the week before he went over to SmackDown Live in that superstar shakeout, Finn Balor beat him. I think the week of actually, the day before that. And he actually hit Finn Balor so hard it looked like he concussed him too with his just jacked up forearm to the face. But it's there's no progression 
and it was bizarre. So you wish Sami Zayn was in this position, is what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying, but it's like Sami Zayn at least would make sense because they pitch him as a guy who could potentially be good if they weren't having him be the underdog. But this is like, I don't know, who are some good guy enhancement talent people? This is like Sin Cara right now getting a... <laughs> Kalisto? Yeah, Kalisto. Get, that's he, perfect. Right now, they're like, you're now number one contender, even though you just got thrown into a dumpster and yeah. tossed off of a stage. Hopefully he's uh, all right there. Yeah. What do you think of the dumpster match? Was that, was that entertaining to you? Uh, I think the decision to have Kalisto win in the weakest way possible, followed by Braun thrashing him, was totally stupid. <laughs> they like It wasn't even just like hitting it, but they didn't need to do that, right? Wouldn't it have made more sense for Braun just to beat him up without the part where Kalisto technically won? And slam him into the dumpster. Yeah, you'd think, um, but... Uh, interesting. That I I don't I don't recall any dumpster matches. They said it was like the third one, or first one on Raw. But uh, it's, it's always it's always uh, good to see something new. You know, a little refreshing than just the same things we see on TV every week after week after week. Yeah, and it's like I saw like Mankind would have a dumpster match, and the point of it was you had to put them in the dumpster. It's like a casket match, and then close it on them. So you have to beat them down to the point where they can't escape, and then shut it. Not you happen to graze it or even fall into it completely standing upright like the Terminator and you're still fine. I don't know. The whole, the whole thing just seemed like it was way more than it needed to be. Yeah. Uh, that, but we're, we're used to that by now. I mean, it seems like when they do these funky matches, we were talking before we went on about the, uh, the asylum match with, with Jericho and Dean Ambrose and the debacle that was the house of horror matches that is coming up uh, at payback. Do you think this will be better or worse? It's got to be better. It can't get much worse than it the asylum much match. Worse. That was 35 minutes. Yeah, that was a tough. That that they won't ever uh, live that one down. No. Uh, yeah, I just can't imagine the House of Horrors match being any good. Like they've they've let me down so many times, and because it's all been dumb, spooky stuff that nobody's into, and now they're going to have the dumbest, spookiest match. Like they're going to amp all that stuff up. Unless they just go old school and just have a hardcore match where these dudes just beat the tar out of one another for 15 minutes until I'd take that. Randy Orton beats them. Can we? We could just do that. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with that. That'd be cool. They're and they're all in on Bray Wyatt right now. I mean, he what he ended Raw. Um, it seems like they're uh, they're they're still giving him that push, even though he is not going to have the title. Or maybe he will. Maybe they'll just shock us all, and for some reason Bray Wyatt wins the title, which wouldn't make any sense. It, that, it would make what happened at WrestleMania matter so little, yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would. Wouldn't it be? It's the most WWE thing ever, and it's just like you hope that because they set the bar that low that they'll be able to exceed it, ideally. Now that Jinder Mahal has the title, uh, I, I believe this match isn't going to even be for the title kind of a thing. Really? I mean, Jinder Mahal drove off with the title. He was holding it out of his limo in a, just an insane segment, but... um. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, Randy's not gonna even have the title at Payback. Yeah, I think General Hall's gonna run in and beat up whoever won. Yeah, but that would be uh, probably uh, make sense. That would make sense. Um, what if Jinder Mahal actually becomes WWE champion? I hope that he's the best WWE champion he can be of all time. Yeah, no, I, he that he can be, man. Okay. Don't don't add that <laughs> modifier. But. No, I hope that he's the best that he can be. I hope that he channels his energy. I hope that um, they emphasize his physicality without asking him to do too much in the ring uh, because he has a few moves that are okay, uh, but most for the most part, his ring work is not really there. I don't know if he, maybe he's just not been able to express it, but I don't know. I was, I'm not a huge fan of Jinder Mahal, and <laughs> I can't imagine this going well, but if it does go, I hope that... Um, 
you know, it goes as well as it can. That's, that's about as honest as you're going to get from me today. Way to be, you got to be more optimistic, Grant. You just got to be. Okay, what do you want out of world champion Jinder Mahal? The best he can be. Shut up. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. (sighs) The worst. All right, so let's get into Raw. Raw started with a 20-minute, I tried to time it on my phone, but I started timing it after it had already been going, so my timer was off. Uh, 20-minute segment. And nothing happened. Really? You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Uh, you know I record Raw every week and watch it, uh, you know, I skip through the commercials. I thought about it at 8.25, and I realized, oh, shoot, I don't have Raw recording. So I recorded at 8.25, and I missed the first 20 minutes of the show. Really? What did I miss? Um, you missed the final episode of the highlight reel, and it was Babyface Chris Jericho uh, saying that, unfortunately, this is the last episode of the highlight reel because... If he wins the U.S. title back from Kevin Owens, which he's going to do, he's going over to SmackDown. Then Miz and Maryse came out, uh, who says that Raw was not Jericho anymore. Then they said the show was canceled and Miz TV's coming on. And then just as Miz TV began, Dean Ambrose came out and called Miz a couple of names. And then he struck the Miz's set. Like, they completely tore it down. And he had his own guys put up the Ambrose Asylum talk show. So I and then Am- and then Ambrose gave Jericho a new light up jacket. This one adorned with Christmas trees. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, hit Miz with dirty deeds. And then they set up a tag match later that night. So I didn't miss anything. Yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst opening they've done in a while because they've been having pretty hot openings lately. At least that's the impression. So I've I picked gotten. a good opening segment to miss. Then. Yeah, you did. Good. good. I wish I wish our positions had been reversed. You <laughs> had to explain this to me, but. Yeah, no, it was it was sort of dumb. Uh, there was some good character stuff between Ambrose and Jericho. Ambrose, at least, they're acknowledging the fact that they were rivals a while ago. Um, Rumor has it that Ambrose and Renee Young are married now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, somebody saw Ambrose with a wedding ring on his finger. Yeah, and uh, even though they're on different shows now. Yeah, I think Renee Young might have confirmed it on Twitter. Okay, I'm not sure, but I, it's basically a given that they're good for in a Dean. committed relationship. Good for Dean. I'm a big Renee fan. Yeah, yeah, no, this helps us two are happy, and that's that's got to be a crazy life. <laughs> so coming up, uh, we have cruiserweight action. Uh, should I make you explain the cruiserweight stuff to nope, me? Nope, <laughs> not gonna happen. No, <laughs> I'll, I, you know you're the cruiserweight guy. I let you handle all cruiserweights for 25 episodes. I'm gonna let you do it again. What one do more you time. do on this show? <laughs> you'll listen do, you'll do listen the, to you talk about wrestling. You'll do the predictions. Yeah, I, okay. I'm, a, I'm the predictions guy. Alright, there was a tag match. It was Jack Gallagher and Austin Aries and uh, TJ Perkins and Neville and TJ Perkins has recently turned heel. Uh, and then uh, Aries pinned Perkins after the uh, roaring elbow. Uh, looks like he killed him. And Austin Aries is working hard. Neville is working hard. And uh, TJ Perkins is there. And they did the cruiserweight thing. And that's 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 my uh, analysis of that. What is what is your overall uh, opinion on since the cruiserweight division has uh, began till now? What grade would you give it? An F. An F. Yeah, oh, that's that's what let I would me, give it exp- as well. Let me explain this. It's not the fault of the performers because they're doing what they're asked to do, and then some. In the case of Aries and Neville and a few others, and there are some good characters like Heel Neville is great, and Austin Aries people like, but for the most part. You took this exciting thing that was this big, hot, international deal in the summer, and you've made it the least interesting thing on the show. Because, I mean, the top two guys weren't even in the the, the tournament, right? Neville wasn't in the tournament. 
Yeah, and, it, and it's like the two guys people are most interested in weren't any of those guys. Yeah. And Brian Kendrick was great in that tournament because they gave him a story and he stuck to it and they gave him some freedom to perform and I don't know. It's so strange that the same company produced both things. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you get this like NXT where everything is focused and, and you're interested in seeing who comes out and who wrestles each week and then sometimes you just watch people run in place and mark time. And it's so bizarre to think that the same company makes both of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, just, I would give it an F also because it, they do, don't give me or I feel like the fans any reason to really invest time and effort into caring about what that division's doing. Yeah. I, I, I don't see they're, – they're, it's like their own show. None of those guys are ever anytime soon breaking out of that division to go to bigger and better things like the, uh, you know, the main belts. Um, so I, I just I don't see any reason for for me to pay attention to that. I don't I don't know. And then what? I'm gonna watch 205 live after SmackDown? Right. No, <laughs> then, not doing that. Yeah, I've just watched the cruiserweights, you know, for a segment or two. There's no need to do that. But uh, yeah, I would say a failure so far. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I really don't want it to be. But I'm not gonna deny the fact that it has not worked on almost every level. WWE for some reason just doesn't get cruiserweights. So you're a WCW guy. You remember yeah. like how awesome that stuff was yeah like, it was good but they were still part of the show I mean they were they were it feels like the cruiserweights right now are just you know out on their own they're separate they changed the ring ropes they changed the lighting you know it's uh I don't know it, it doesn't seem like they're really a part of the roster yeah they don't interact with any other characters exactly it's so strange you can't just have good wrestling in a vacuum you know right. it's always the context for it even if the story is really simple and it's just like about awesome stunts and physicality it's like there's always got to be this broader spectrum for it or else you know what are you doing so, no yeah i totally agree it uh yeah you gotta you gotta make them a part of the show somehow here man we're negative today yeah, all right let's get to something that i really liked okay um and i'll let you take something you really liked after this so we can Perfect. so we can keep pumping some sunshine um, through the podcast all right so alexa bliss came out and this just did you just do the Alexa Bliss hand gesture thing? No, but I it, it might have looked it like it. It looks like you did. Because that was that's what I was gonna pick as my favorite. Yeah. So there, so we, there you go. Go go ahead. This was so good. Uh Alexa Bliss comes out and she puts over the stories. She explains that she's sick of Sasha and Bailey, and I've never before so sympathized with a heel character. Because I am too. <laughs> and I think everybody else is. And no offense because they're both great, but the way they've been presented is just like I don't know how I'm supposed to like either of them. And then Sasha attacked her, which is a pretty heel move. And it's pretty obvious that Sasha's going to turn heel in about 18 months. Whenever they get We've around been to saying doing that it. for a while now, and it's still not happening. Yeah, so whenever, you never they, know. whenever they get around to doing it. But Alexa Bliss standing next to them, it's it's insane how much like she's her, like, her acting, but also her presence, the way she reacts to things. And they don't even they don't even seem like like people compared to the like just in terms of just like being able to portray characters like that. Alexa Bliss is so good. It, it's unbelievable. She and and we've talked about it. I mean, they put you know Charlotte, uh, Sasha, Becky Lynch uh, on these pedestals, which they deserve to be. But really, I mean, right now Alexa Bliss is is if not on their level or outperforming them at you know at this moment. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and her ring work is definitely getting there. Oh yeah, and she's one of the stronger workers and. What's crazy to me is that she handles the what chant so well because I love Stone Cold, you know. But you hate the what chant. It's a given. But he started a monster, and it's continued for 20 years. 
and uh, not quite that long, but it's continued for so, so long. And you watch Charlotte get hit with the what chant, the whole promo goes off the rails. <laughs> Remember the Ric Flair thing when she was going to turn on her dad and the crowd started chanting at her and she just completely got lost out there. Yep. And she died. That'll not, do not, that. Not really, but she just had this complete blank-eyed stare like she had forgotten what she was going to say. Alexa Bliss shut it down, at least to an extent. She did. She let him know that she was sick of it and she managed to improv something. Yeah, she's like, uh, Alexa Bliss is awesome, say what? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like she got in their faces about it. Yeah. As you should. So. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I want more Alexa Bliss. And I like the uh, the Sasha-Alexa Bliss uh, feud. I want to I wanna see more of that. Yeah, definitely. And Alexa Bliss is a pretty smart character in storyline, too. She's able to manipulate a lot of people. She fooled Becky Lynch with this fake luchadora for, like, three months. <laughs> so she's yeah. pretty intelligent. Right. But, yeah, no, she's just a really promising character right now. And I honestly didn't know if she'd be one of the stronger performers when she came up from NXT. But she's doing it, man. She's really doing it. Uh, but, yeah, that was my favorite part of the show, too, I, if I had to pick. Everything else was kind of, I don't know, it's a mediocre Raw, and it's a, it's a go-home show. You know, these shows are supposed to be the best, and uh, they just they just aren't anymore. I don't know what it is, if it's something to do with the brand split or what, but it, this didn't feel like a go-home show at all. Did it to you? Uh, No. No, it did not. And, yeah. and I think a lot of it has to do with there's no universal championship in the picture. I mean, Brock Lesnar hasn't been on TV in how many weeks? You know, there's no universal championship match on the card. Um, and that's just, I, I realize Lesnar's on a limited schedule, but it just kind of hurts the brand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know why this show really hurt? Roman Reigns wasn't here. Oh, that's what it was. We missed Roman Reigns. I am shocked and amazed that the dumpster match didn't end with Roman Reigns throwing Braun Strowman into the dumpster with one hand. Hey, <laughs> well, hey, Roman's recovering. He, uh, he's, he's, he's still hurt from that stretcher uh, being thrown off the ramp there. Yeah, and the ambulance being tipped over. And the ambulance. That was the coolest over. thing ever. It was. So he's got to, he's got to take a couple weeks off. You know. I'm Plus, glad they let that happen, man. I didn't yeah. think they were going to. They did. They let it happen. And unfortunately, his brother just passed away. So. Oh, yeah, that's great. So he's, uh, yeah, well, we might, uh, we'll be seeing him at Payback. I mean, he's got a match. So, But, uh, yeah, taking off Raw a couple weeks is all right for Roman. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's head over to uh, SmackDown. We had a no contest main event on Raw that was okay. Uh, not too much to say about that either, though. Oh, yeah, we had a pretty good match. Uh we had Finn Balor, Rollins, and Big Cass versus Samoa Joe and Anderson and Gallows, the club. There's a lot going on there. But yeah. it was cool to see Balor with uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, that was a good... You just know that they're waiting to turn Balor heel and then have the Balor Club or the Bullet Club. Right. They probably won't do Bullet Club because they don't want to be affiliated with all the other promotions, but have the club in some variation show up on Raw. How great would that be? I, I want to see that. I want to see those guys together. be awesome. I want to see AJ and Balor in one stable, but that, that doesn't look cool like it's going to happen for a while. No, so. they're, they're kind of doing their own thing, and AJ's running SmackDown. So. Yeah, and they should wait on that. Yeah. You know, don't rush it. Don't just do it in the first few months. Just wait for people to want it and then make it happen. And the heels saved us from a, an Enzo match. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's harsh. I, is it, though? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it is. Is it? Okay. You watched what happened with Cesaro a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could not get over the ring ropes, man. <laughs> Your boy Cesaro, he just he struggles sometimes. Yeah, that was Cesaro's worst match. It was not his fault. He of course not. he tried so hard to make that work, and then stomped on his chest. And I'd like to think he did that just because Enzo had completely ruined it. But no, he didn't. He's a professional. But yeah, 
So, and then we had a, we had a Hardy's um, thing, too. They'd be facing um, Cesaro and Sheamus, speaking of. And uh, so they've beaten both of them individually. There have been some tense respect handshakes, but other than that, not too much else going on on Raw. There's some stuff we're skipping, but it is pretty inconsequential. Yeah. So let's roll over to SmackDown. All right. Start us off. Started off with the good uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler segment, I thought. I, I, uh, I mean, I'd like to see him wrestle, but uh, I guess we're not going to ever see Nakamura wrestle. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I enjoyed the segment. It was a little change of pace, and he's just a he's a quirky guy, is Nakamura. Is. And I, I, like I've said, I've, I haven't seen a whole lot of him, so his, his mannerisms, uh, the way he talks, just all new. And uh, yeah, But I want to see more of him. Did that promo from Ziggler make any sense? No, he not exactly. compared him to Michael Jackson and then talked about why that was a bad thing. No, it did, yeah, that, that did not make sense at all. I, I honestly didn't understand where he was going, but the Nakamura part is... Uh, yeah, yeah, but Nakamura being there. And the story of Dolph Ziggler not really respecting him because Dolph Ziggler, he, he puts it out here each and every night for these fans. He, he lays down one, two, three every night for these fans, <laughs> brother. No, but that's seriously his character, though, is he's just this guy who is committed to wrestling, but he just demands respect for it, regardless of whether or not he can win, which he always can't. But, and then Nakamura comes in and gets this sort of star treatment and then it drives him nuts. So it's like, there's a pretty good story going on. It definitely was a better start than Raw, and it didn't take 20 minutes. No, it didn't. It did not take 20 minutes. When's the next uh, SmackDown pay-per-view? We got a few weeks? Yeah, we got a few weeks. Uh, So I'm sure that match will be there. So we still got to, we're still going to wait a few weeks to see actually Nakamura in action. Yeah, it's driving it, you nuts. It is. It really is. They're they're really pulling at my strings here. I want to see that devastating knee that uh, Nakamura has. Oh yeah, everybody keeps talking about. That's a good one, Kinshasa. There you go. It's great. All right, so um, we have a pretty good AJ Styles and Baron Corbin match. Um, Kevin Owens is on commentary again. Uh, Baron Corbin gets better every week. Yeah, he does. And uh, if Owens ever gets seriously injured, which God forbid will not happen, he should be a commentator because he is great. <laughs> He is good. He, you never know what he's going to say. He's got he's got quick one-liners. Yeah, just getting hostile with the the terrible other commentators that they have. It's great. And uh, afterwards, they beat up Styles until Sami Zayn runs out and makes the save, and then uh, kicks Corbin in the face, and then uh, Owens gets him out of there, and then hits a power bomb on Styles. So good stuff all the way around. Yeah. And we have a couple of beat the clock matches. Uh, what'd you think of these? Um, you know, I kind of. Uh they were they were on in the background kind of a thing. I don't know. The, it didn't mean a whole lot. But I guess adding something in there new try to get us interested in the uh, the tag division. But um, I like the colognes, the uh, the the new gimmick for uh, Primo Nepico. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it didn't didn't move the meter much for me. Yeah, uh, it was okay. Uh, Rusev made an appearance on SmackDown Live. Uh, he had shoulder surgery recently. Uh, he recorded a video, looks like from his phone, uh, <laughs> said that he didn't like Daniel Bryan or Shane, and the only way he'd compete on SmackDown is if he was going to get a championship match at Money in the Bank, which is a ways away. Yeah, I wonder, I, that was the first I had heard of Money in the Bank, but uh, yeah, Lana's getting more attention than Rusev is right now on television. Yeah, she's doing burlesque uh, video packages now, which is interesting, and apparently she's actually competing at some live events as well. Yeah, she wants to be a wrestler. Yeah, she is making the transition right now. Good for her. That'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. She's definitely got the athleticism uh, to do it, I think, and definitely the uh, the presence and the microphone ability. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Uh, that sounded really fake when I said <laughs> that. I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> I really am interested, and sure I want good you things. Are, yeah. I'm so interested to see 
what goes on with Apollo Crews next week. No, but like, yeah, no, seriously, I hope good things happen for her. So we had a no DQ match and it was Randy Orton and Eric Rowan and uh, Rowan immediately hits him with a kendo stick, which I loved. It's someone takes advantage of that stipulation. Frickin' finally. Uh, Orton grabbed the kendo stick and uh, puts Rowan through a table. Uh, and then uh, he gets thrown into a steel chair. And then Orton hits him with the RKO. And then after the match, Orton admitted he has no clue what a House of Horrors match is. I don't think any of us do. And he's going to find out this Sunday when we do. <laughs> and uh, then Jinder Mahal came out and said he was sick of being overlooked and not respected by the WWE Universe. And that uh, Orton shouldn't be worried about Bray. He's going to be worried about him. And then the two got into it. And, and he then, took the uh, belt. And he, took, he stole the belt, ran off with it. It is an odd sight seeing Jinder Mahal hold up the most important belt in the company. Is that the most important belt in the company? It's supposed to be, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, they just created the universal belt like a few months ago, so that can't be the most important. And that's somewhere in Minnesota right now. Right. Or actually, Canada, I think, was where Brock Lesnar lives. Somewhere in the woods. But, yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, it's definitely the most important belt. Yeah. I am pretty sure he lives in Canada, though. Yeah, he, one of Montana. I'm sure he's got a few homes spread throughout the, uh, you know. In the wilderness. And yeah, throughout the uh, earth. Yeah, but. I don't know why I got so caught up on that for a minute. But, yeah, so uh, that'll be interesting. You know who Brock Lesnar is married to, right? Sable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Sable. Good for him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, we had another beat the clock match. Brizongo got a victory on SmackDown Live. This made me happy. <laughs> Their first uh, victory of all time, maybe? I, you know what? It might actually be. <laughs> the Ascension, it's never good when you're losing to Brizongo. Yeah, it's, it's never great. But, uh, hey, they are now number one contenders. And you know what? If they made it so clear that the tag team championships on SmackDown don't matter, you know what? Let these guys do some crazy, funny stuff because they're both entertaining and just see how it goes. So I'd say take a chance with it. Yeah. So this, is, this isn't this is like Jinder Mahal becoming contender here. <laughs> this is like SmackDown where the stakes aren't nearly as high. Well, the stakes aren't really high on SmackDown for the <laughs> world title either. But this just felt right to me in a way that um, the number one contender for the world title didn't. So, yeah, I think that's the best explanation I <laughs> that, can give. That, there was more time spent on that than they did on the actual show, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, then we had the main event, which was the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, it was competitive. It was between Charlotte and Naomi. Uh, it was okay. Better than last week. Um, it was it was pretty good. Uh, pretty exciting ending. And then uh, Tamina, Natalia, and Carmella interfered and beat them both up. Yeah, they got they got the uh, the strong faction going on there. They do. Tamina, uh, yeah, Carmella. You got to have James Ellsworth in there though. Without <laughs> him, they wouldn't be complete. <laughs> Even though he can't, he doesn't, he can't touch anyone. It's not like he does any damage, so he's just kind of there. He can take bumps though. He can take bumps. I'd love to see Charlotte just boot him in the head. <laughs> That'd be great. But yeah, so I, you, I wonder if he's thinking like you know maybe I should have just like stayed on the indie scene or. No, he's probably having the time of his life right now, man. It's true. He's That's barely got to do anything while he's there. Yeah, but if he's a wrestling guy, maybe he wants to wrestle, you know? I mean, maybe, but at the same time, you know, if you can just be part of WWE, that's what a lot of people want. Yeah, and, and not hurt your body. He's he's preserving his body. Uh, yeah, Could be worse things to do, I guess. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he could be Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> he could, and, exactly. and, and be And be a wrestler who's formerly with the company and come back and be enhancement talent. <laughs> So he goes from enhancement talent to manager, which is far less painful transition. So 
Yeah, so that was SmackDown and Raw. Pretty not notable shows. SmackDown Live was definitely the stronger show. Uh, going into what I think is going to be the weirdest pay-per-view we've seen in a while. You think? Yes. Good or bad? Uh, both. In very <laughs> far either direction. Okay. Jameson, can you explain the pay-per-view to me? Uh, no, not exactly. It is it is weird. It seems like there's matches from people who are on different brands. The main event is two people. That, one guy's on Raw, one guy's on SmackDown. But I have actually been to Payback before. It's the only pay-per-view I've ever uh, attended. Oh, really? Yeah, Chicago. All-State Arena. It was a good time. Nice. When was this? Um, This would have been three years ago now. Okay. It was uh, right in the heat of Brie Bella, Stephanie McMahon feud. Um, Daniel Bryan was injured, but, but he was the champ. Um, It was the uh, the Shield's last match. Oh, really? When they beat Evolution? Yeah, when they beat Evolution. Yep, that was that pay-per-view. Oh, that so was, was pretty cool. cool. How was that match live? Because I loved it. Oh, it was it. awesome. It was it was a it was a great experience. I've, I've been meaning to go back and watch it on the network, but uh, yeah, I had a great time. It was, uh, yeah, that match was great. Um, John Cena, I think, uh, fought Ryback. I, don't, I can't remember. John Cena won a match. So yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. That's <laughs> but, good. Uh, yeah. You want to get into some predictions here? Yes. Jameson, start us off. Do some predictions. All right. We'll start off with uh, Enzo and Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. I, I feel like we've seen this match a few times. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'll go with, uh, hmm. I'll go with Enzo and Cass. Sure. Let's do it. All right. Let's let's you're, let's do Enzo and Cass. All right. You're agreeing and, with me. Uh, yeah, because the nothing's happening for the club right now. If they're not going to do the Balor Club or Bullet Club or the Club or whatever it is that they're going to do, they're not doing it. So you might as well give Enzo and Cass a win because they never get any wins. And if you want to justify them being on television and doing these long entrances and being part of these multi-man tags with all these other stars, you might as well let them win. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, need win. I'd say go for it. There's really... Nothing to gain with the club winning because we've already seen them beat Enzo and Cass multiple times. But Enzo and Cass might actually gain a little bit of something, a modicum of momentum, possibly. Let's hope so. Let's really hope so. <laughs> um, that's supposedly on the kickoff show. Uh, we got the Cruiserweight Championship up next, Your Neville favorite. and Austin Aries. And speaking of a guy that needs a win, uh, I'm going to go with Austin Aries because he hasn't really won a big match since he's uh, been uh, wrestling uh on the main roster. So I'm going to go Austin Aries here. He's going to revenge his loss from WrestleMania. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Austin Aries, he's won a lot of smaller matches in between, and you can tell how hard he's working. You can tell how hard he hits people. Very snug, uh, but very physical style, and the crowd's into it, kind of, like as into it as they are into anything in the Cruiserweight division. Had to add that stipulation there. But, yeah, I'd say so. Um, Neville's definitely cooled off a little bit recently. They haven't really given him as much time, so if they really do want to give the Cruiserweight division another good match because I really enjoyed their match at Wrestlemania. It was very, very good. And uh, I hope they tear the roof off the place at Payback and sort of set the standard for the division going forward And because uh, they really can't take it down too many notches. <laughs> no, they can't go backwards interest. too much farther. <laughs> so they can only go up. <laughs> yeah. All right, Raw Tag Team Championship, the Hardys versus Sheamus and Cesaro. I have a weird one for you. Really? I think because Hardys haven't really been broken they're sort of just Team Extreme, but now they're older. Mm -hmm. I think that Cesaro and Sheamus are going to lose their minds, beat the crap out of them, and that's what's going to break them. There's going to be this huge beatdown, and then they're going to come back uh, as like broken Matt Hardy is going to come out of the ashes. 
So you have Sheamus and Zara winning? Yes, and that's wow. what drives both of them insane and kicks off the broken storyline. I like your theory, um, but I don't believe that's going to happen. No? No. I got uh, I got the Hardy Boys 100%. I, I don't think it makes a whole lot of sense to take the title off of them just a few weeks after they return. So uh, I'd be shocked if the Hardy Boys lost. So I'm, I'm going I'm going with Matt and Jeff on that one. But I would like to see the broken the broken part of uh, of that to you know gimmick soon. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins Samoa Joe. I am fairly confident Rollins will win because Samoa Joe has been pretty protected so far. Um, it's already established that he's hurt Rollins. It can is capable of hurting people for extended periods of time. They have a pretty good story going into this. They haven't really spent a lot of time on it, but it makes a lot of sense because now uh, some, it's personal for Samoa Joe because he hurt his boss and his boss's wife, and uh, now Seth Rollins is the bad guy to him. So I really like that story, and uh, I think it's going to be Rollins fighting for his life against Joe, who is will always surprise you with his with his just athleticism and presence. Right. So I think these two can have a very good match. It's sort of like the opposite of Rollins and Jericho, where they just go out there and have a good match that you don't remember. I think this one will be a really interesting matchup, and I'm fairly confident Rollins is going to win unless they've got big plans for Joe. Yeah, I don't think they have as big a plans for Joe as they do for Seth. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with Seth Rollins. He is uh, He's going to defeat Samoa Joe and then you know, maybe be put into that universal title picture if, if Brock ever comes back. Yeah, maybe he's going to be the one to beat Brock. There you go. Because he couldn't do it before. Well, technically he could, but whatever. <laughs> All right, United States Championship match. Uh Kevin Owens versus Y2J Chris Jericho. I think this one's is a given. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's there's no way, no chance that uh, Chris Jericho beats Kevin Owens. He's not taking that thing on his Fozzie tour. <laughs> Owens no. is gonna murder him. It'd be cool because no. we're gonna be at we're gonna go to the show so we'd see the title <laughs> if he did. But <laughs> we're gonna spend the summer traveling. Yeah, to we're the gonna Fozzie travel shows. with Fozzie. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a world. What a rush. Yeah, but no, we are going to see Owens absolutely murder Jericho, even worse than he did at Mania. Oh. Probably put him through some stuff, probably throw him into some stuff, probably give him one or multiple apron power bombs, and maybe someone will come out to save him to set up uh, Owens' next feud. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, they had a great match at WrestleMania, um, but I think they can do even better here. Like, I don't think we've seen the limit yet. So I hope that while... Jericho is where he is in terms of like uh, his athleticism, which he never ages, which is so strange. But before he takes another extended period of time off, I'd like to see this like great version of Jericho versus this uh, great heel version of Owens. So I agree, I agree. Yep, Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens keeps that title. All right, we're Raw Women's Championship. Does Bailey keep her title? She is defending against Alexa Bliss. Hmm. We just talked about this. Now, I know I'm going to make a prediction for you, and I think you want Alexa Bliss to win. I do. Put that title on her. And she I want Alexa it. Bliss to win. Yeah. Does that mean Bailey wins? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, logically. Yeah. Then Bailey must win. Alexa Bliss is going to try to cheat and then screw that up, and then Bailey's going to win to make it look even more worthless. But no. I predict Alexa's going to win because I think Bailey has really cooled off and really just hasn't been able to attain the level of success that they thought they were going to get. Right. So I think they have no real reason to keep the title on her right now. And Alexa Bliss has fresh matchups, and we've been seeing Bailey wrestle those people for literally years. So Alexa Bliss is mostly fresh matchups with them. So I predict Alexa Bliss. It seems like the smart decision. Yep, I got Alexa Bliss too. Uh, Bailey got her big win at WrestleMania. 
Uh, she can she can give up the belt. So yeah, I got Alexa Bliss. All right, let's uh, let's go House of Horrors here. Whatever that is, um, Randy Orton, the WWE champion without a belt at the moment. Jinder has it at his house. Uh, versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Just imagine that chilling on his coffee table. <laughs> I stole this. Yeah. Uh, if Bray Wyatt wins, I, I I'm gonna laugh until I throw up. I think. It would be the most confounding thing in the world because it would have made everything we had just watched for nine months, eight months, completely worthless. Yeah, I mean, and he's not going to take the title to Raw, so I right? mean, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's, it's a given that Randy Orton um, beats Bray Wyatt. And uh, maybe that's why it feels so, like such a weird pay-per-view is, I mean, these championship matches are already pretty much determined it's, there's it makes no sense for them to go the opposite direction you know yeah it was uh but then again you no they're not gonna put the world title and the no, title on raw they don't hate smackdown <laughs> but yeah it's when it's like that strange thing where um it was a match and it was Kalisto and somebody and i forget who but the entire cruiserweight division moves to smackdown if he wins and then Baron Corbin, Baron frickin' Corbin ran in and hit him with a chair and DQ'd it and ruined it for everybody. It was It's like one of those situations, like, why wouldn't you do it? But we've watched them answer that question with, mm, I don't know, so many times that I don't really put it past them. But this is one of those instances where I'm pretty sure we can't stoop there. I'm pretty sure we're just going to have Orton win and Wyatt. If Wyatt starts feuding with Ambrose, I'm raw. I'm going to flip a table. Because I've, I've seen enough, but I don't know. They're Bray Wyatt's going to go do things on Raw, I guess. I don't know. All right, yeah, there, that's, that's a good explanation <laughs> right there. So Randy Orton wins that match. All right, last match here, we got Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. I'm going to take Braun Strowman in this match because Roman Reigns is just too beat up. He's still recovering. Um, he's got those cracked ribs, separated shoulder or whatnot. Um, I got Strowman going over here, and then probably a rematch at Extreme Rules, which is the next draw pay-per-view, so I'm going with Strowman. Yeah, I'm torn on this. I'm always bad at predictions, but let me explain. I, I dominated you in predictions this podcast. You crushed me. Yeah. Almost every, right. almost every time. But there, there were a few I got you, but no, you the, did. by and large, you uh, definitely was not 50-50, so... <laughs> You went over, but anywho, <laughs> so, got the belt. <laughs> you, got, you got the belt by DQ or whatever, but no, however we do that. But yeah, I seriously doubt that Roman Reigns is going to win, but Jameson, it's Roman Reigns. True. And you just don't know. He defeats all odds. How big of a baby face, well, he's already kind of halfway there. How big of a baby face would Braun Strowman be if he just killed Reigns and beat him? Cheating or no, if he just beats Roman Reigns, he's going to be a star. Yeah. And it's going to be absurd because he's already the most awesome guy on Raw. He's already the guy they want Roman Reigns to be, right? Mm -hmm. They've always wanted Roman Reigns to be in that role, but they screwed it up so bad, now they can't fix it. And Braun Strowman immediately came in, and after a while where he's sort of learning how to do what he needed to do, he's been great. So I foresee Braun winning, and then, yeah, Roman probably beats him, not on Raw the next day, but probably the next pay-per-view or pins him in a tag match or something but yeah i i really can't look past that though i th- mm, i'm so i'm so confused it'll be all right man i think yeah braun's probably gonna win there you go yeah there we go got it out of my system <laughs> get it out Why, you, watch me be wrong you just, gotta, you just gotta work it work it through um but yeah that's payback there you go it um who knows what's gonna happen 
<laughs> you sound so happy to be yeah. talking about Payton. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Goodness. Anyway, that's WWE Payback this Sunday. Uh, thank you all so much for being with us this year. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Grant, for letting me do this. I enjoyed the opportunity. Yeah, and I've enjoyed having you. Uh, great co-host. Uh, we had some great times making yeah. some predictions, talking some stuff down, talking with some other people. Uh, yeah, it's just been a great, great uh, podcast. So thank you to Central Michigan Life. Uh, thank you to Alex Hansen, our producer sitting over there, for uh, listening to us talk and drone on and on about wrestling every week <laughs> and uh, sit here while we do our thing and uh, make sure these episodes got online so you could hear them. So thank you, everybody, so much. Thank you to Adrian Hedden, who was the original ringmaster, who asked me to be on the show a while ago. So uh, wherever he's at. So anyway... Uh, This is our final episode, so thank you for joining us, Marks. Enjoy payback and enjoy your summer. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus.